This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Matt Mickelson is an actor, screenwriter, and filmmaker. A month ago, he was my guest, and we spoke about all things Star Wars, the beginnings of his acting career, and how he has become the director of a series of short films entitled The Han Solo Chronicles. Matt Mickelson is quite simply a joy, and he is back with me again on Center Stage today to speak about a myriad of things from Star Wars to movie news. So good morning, Matt, and welcome back. Is the force with us? Well, you said you wanted to be around when I made a mistake, sweetheart. This might be it. (laughs) And there we go, kicking off with Han Solo right out of the chute. I love it. I can't help it. So what what is cooking in the movie world for you? Well, uh, my my uh, video effects artist uh, that that uh, I told you called me and told me how terrible my special <laughs> effects were, uh, that jumped on board to help me fix it. Um, he uh, had to take a hiatus uh, from working on the Han Solo Chronicles for about a year because he was busy moving and uh, trying to uh, satisfy a bunch of clients, and so he was super super busy because he works on it in between jobs because mm-hmm. he's doing it out of his own pocket. Um, and, uh, you know, I try to send him a few bucks here and there, but, uh, you know, he, he's kind of like, dude, what are you giving me money for? I'm doing this because I love this. So, you know, cut it out. Now he is the man, if I recall from our first time around, he was the one who contacted you Yeah, and said, your visual effects really stink. Yeah. He's like, I I love your story, but, uh, your, your effects gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, but he he recently resurfaced and uh, found some time to start working on it again. And he has sent me some shots of uh, in the movie when we approach Cloud City because the ship broke down again, of course, of course. and uh, easily sabotaged for some reason. And uh, we're going to see Lando to see if he can help us out. And um, so uh, he recently sent me some shots of that approach, and they are just spectacular. I'm just floored when he sends me stuff because I'm like, I can't believe this is going to be in my thing. So, and there <laughs> you, know. you are, right there yeah. on, on a, a, a plate for you. He's just offered to do this. Yeah, and and you know, and when we screen this, I mean, I, I know everyone else's jaw is going to be on the floor and they're going to enjoy it because a lot of times when you try to you know share your your fan film with a bunch of other fans, mm-hmm. they kind of got to. You know, gulp down uh, the hard cheese of the special effects not being very believable, or sometimes the story is just not there. But it's Star Wars, so you you get along with it. But sometimes I, w- I would much rather have a very good story and terrible special effects. But this way, I get both. Yeah. So, how do you do your storyboarding? How do you come upon the stories? You develop these ideas yourself, or are these offshoots of other films? I mean, you and I know there are a thousand films out there mm-hmm. uh, uh, about Star Wars in between the moments. You know, filling in the gaps. So, where are you taking this? Well, I I pick it up uh, thirteen years after Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and uh, Han Solo is a couple of kids. You know, they're around ten. You know, thirteen years old. He has a, a Han Solo. Yeah, a couple, of, a couple kids. of kids, you know, and and because um, you know they they made up after the Battle of Endor, and I assume they got married and had a couple of kids. <laughs> Who knows? But that makes sense, right? And so they're hopping around the galaxy on uh, you know mercy missions and and uh, trying to um, fix a lot of the places that the Empire pillaged, and you know basically doing humanitarian work. 
And so he's got the kids with him because it's not dangerous, really. So, But he's also teaching the kids to be self-reliant and um, how to do things, how to fly the ship, you know, so they're not, you know – on Instagram all day. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) even there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but the, as far as storyboarding, I, I just kind of, uh, pictured in my head ahead of time, what it was going to look like as a filmmaker, I'm able to edit in my head Mm -hmm. before I do it. Um, if it's really complicated, yes, I'll, I'll try and do some stick figures, but, um, is, I already pretty much have in my head what I think it's going to look like. And then I, while I was making it, I was, if I found the backgrounds that I wanted, I made it work. Um, cause I was kind of limited on what I could do cause the green screen ships on YouTube only fly a certain way. And the backgrounds that I found on uh, Google images were only, you know, very few, um, that were detailed and enough that I could use. But now that the my VFX guy, Marcos, is on board, uh, you know, he's totally able to open up the imagination flood, you know. So if I have any other ideas of what I wanted to do, because he's just copying the stuff that I did but yeah. making it way better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's making it realistic as opposed to my cartoony stuff that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is kind of enough for me <laughs> as far as That's the so wow factor because cool. it doesn't – need to be super spectacular it just needs to push the story and and we're talking about you want to do uh, about a dozen of these that are, that are uh, 10 minutes long was it we were talking well, about or 30 minutes long the first the first episode <clears throat> is 30 minutes long originally i cut it up into like 10 minute things but it worked really well as a 30 minute thing too mm-hmm. and we're going to do some additional episodes with chewbacca c3po and um a few other new characters and uh that takes place a couple of years after the one we already did mm-hmm. and it's just further adventures and i figure we could do little five ten minute little bits um because i have a whole new storyline that that we could follow that once again makes sense in the star wars universe because i don't want to do anything that's going to be just silly yeah <laughs> yeah so that kind of brings me to let's let's go out the track here a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about the last Jedi. <laughs> Can we talk about Ryan Johnson and yeah. his vision, which maybe most of the uh, Star Wars people out there th- feel that really went off the rails? Um, I've heard there's even a campaign to try and raise money to refilm the ending. Because no one wants to see Luke Skywalker die. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the guy was kind of given free reign as far as what he wanted to do. And so he did something completely off the reservation, I guess, and didn't really follow the storyline he was given. Um, Also, there's this whole thing that that they want to experiment and try new things and with with this established universe that Mm -hmm. people find so dear it's not Mm -hmm. you know this isn't escape from new york or just some weird little you know uh cult film this is this is star wars this This is is, the huge myth this is this is like a religion based we talked about that the first time around and how dear this is to all of us and how uplifted we all are yeah we're looking for a huge emotional experience and a real a life experience in these films. You yeah, know? it really is not just a movie. You That's know, right. considering how it opened and and what it was at the time, and and how it 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 brought so many people hope all over the world from right, different exactly. cultures because it spoke to everybody. So it's 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 not just a movie. It's That's it's right. 
It's a movement. It is a movement, but it also gives, you know, the fact that people want to dress up like the characters and, and mm-hmm. make their kids dress up like the characters and mm-hmm. then go to conventions where other people dress up like the characters. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's really saying something. And mm-hmm. and if you start messing with that yeah. and saying, well, you know what, I want to take Winnie to the Pooh and uh, make him a uh, homicidal maniac. That would be cool, right? You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, wrong. it won't because it's Winnie the Pooh. So Leave why should we mess with something that ain't broke, so to speak? Exactly. We don't expect. Experiment with it. Go experiment with something else. So now they've paid a lot of money, like $22 million, to get J.J. Abrams back to film the next installment, which I, I believe is already in the process of being filmed. And there are all sorts of rumors. I'm sure you and I are online. We're reading mm-hmm. all these stories, you know, like maybe Yoda is going to come back as, as a ghost. And I heard that maybe Luke Skywalker will do the same, which would be pretty exciting. So we'll have their presence. I mean, I'm only hoping, you know. I, I, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I even heard a couple of rumors or because sometimes there's these YouTube shows of people that talk about this every day. Exactly. And they have sources in Lucasfilm and a few in Disney and they hear things, you know, from these people because they're picking their brain a little bit. And this is kind of how they leak stuff, too. Yeah. Um, but hmm. a couple of these credible sources were talking about how, once again, that, that, that they're thinking about remaking it or re-editing it, maybe. Uh, they're also talking about um, putting out there that 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 Luke was force projecting from Tatooine to the Irish island to the salt place. You know, I mean, so <laughs> like he's a, still around. Possibly. I mean, that would be a, a good explanation. But but the you know the fact that the director of Last Jedi wants you to go back to books and stuff like that to figure out his movie that that's not very good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But Agreed. to yeah, backpedal themselves out of this, that's that's something else. There's also rumors that that maybe Kathleen Kennedy is on her way out because she. And why would that be? Because you know she was treating the Star Wars franchises as a franchise of it just being a movie and not it being important to anybody else and the fans are secondary. Right. You know, um, right. you know, once again, this isn't French Connection 2. This is Star Wars. Right. This, this is really this, important. This is sacred, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I was in London and I actually had dinner with the set designer, oh, Ryan really? Johnson from The Last Jedi. And she waxed on very seriously about how the actors love to work with him. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But, you know, all the details they went into, um, uh, the, the colors of the Red Room, you know, for instance, the, the change and interaction of characters. And I was, I just couldn't believe it. And everyone at the table was seemed to be in Ryan Johnson's, you know, camp. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one who wanted to go back to the original kind of, you know, the goodness in the story. Let's just yeah. stay with that. It, it just works. We, we want to be able to rely on that. For instance, like when Ray, you know, finds Luke on the island and she gives him the lifesaver and he just throws it over his shoulder. I thought that was so odd. You know, who yeah. would do that? I mean, yeah. Well, not, not really. Luke Skywalker, but, I mean... In, in Ryan Johnson's they, world, it they, was. They changed his, you know, personality and everything, and even Mark Hamill was not happy about that. Yeah. And, but, you know, when you're an actor, you do the, what the director tells you to, unless you're maybe a Harrison Ford and, and you've got a lot more weight. Exactly. And you can, uh, you know, tell the director to go take a hike. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly. know. Exactly. You know, when we met the first time, we were talking about the fact that the original Star Wars in 1977, you know, there wasn't a lot going on in the film world that was filled with hope. Yeah. And you mentioned that some of the movies running at that time are The Deer Hunter and Herbie the Love Bug. Logan's now, Run. <laughs> isn't, isn't it interesting that Disney would be making Herbie 
And now they're making Star Wars. And do you think this is a good shift for Star Wars in the future, that it's Disney run, so to speak? I think Disney is learning an important lesson right now. Um, The backlash that the fans sent by not uh, engaging with the Solo movie Mm -hmm. uh, is a direct result of The Last Jedi. Um, I went and saw the Solo movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I came out of there, hey, that was fun. That's the whole Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. But with Last Jedi, I felt like I got dumped in front of people, you know, in a public place or something. And. and, you know, and, and come to find out I, I wasn't the only person who felt that way. That's right. Um, I thought it was just me or I was being selfish or something. But <laughs> yeah, there's almost a revolution now. No, you weren't being selfish. Yeah, well, some people are very a little bit militant about the whole thing. But once again, it's it's kind of like, you know, if, if, you're, if you're making this movie for mm-hmm. Lucasfilm, for Disney, you are solidifying your thumbprint, good or bad. In history. In history. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it can't be changed. It yeah. can be, but it'll it, it it'll be weird, you know. Like like, you know, I had these bad dreams when I in my twenties in the nineteen nineties that Star Wars was going to come back and it was going to be really really bad, and it wasn't going to make any sense. And and then the Phantom Menace came out, and I saw that, and my jaw was just on the floor because it came true. Not that I thought it was my fault or anything, but but it, you thought you made this happen. Because... <laughs> but I mean, it just goes to show you that even George Lucas, the inventor, creator of Star right. Wars, and the man that you know, if, if he didn't exist, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? Um, about anything, but uh, even he went wayward. Went wayward, yeah. and it, and it mm-hmm. does take a lot of people to make these things. It's not just one person. That if it gets messed up, it's because of a lot of people. If it's perfect and it's wonderful and it's everything we hoped it would be, it's because of a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's there's not one person to blame. So right. to exactly. put it on Ryan Johnson or Kathleen Kennedy, maybe the both of them plus everyone they're surrounded with, giving being yes men. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that was George Lucas's downfall in uh, with the Phantom Menace. Is that everybody didn't say, George, you might want to rethink this. This yeah. is really bad. Listen to your inner voice here, because this is yeah. going the wrong route, trying to appeal to all the kids with too much uh, digital effects, and, of course, Jar Jar Binks. Well, you're forgetting about the story, man. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, exactly. There was just too much going on. It was a little crazy. Yeah. Um, what I liked about Solo was we got back to a great narrative. Mm-hmm. And what amazed me, too, Matt, was the fact that Ron Howard did such a great job. Yeah. At first, I was a little, you know, reticent. I thought, oh, no, Ron Howard won't be able to pull it off. But then I remembered Willow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember yeah, this film yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. And it was such a fantastic, mythical kind of excursion. It was it was fantastic. I think it's one of the greatest things he's ever done. And there was I thought there was an element of that in Solo, which kind of, you know, propelled it along, which I enjoyed very much. Mm-hmm. And um and I loved Alden Ehrenreich. I thought he was I thought it was great. I thought he was adequate. Um, I, I was kind of rooting for uh, young Han Solo being uh, Anthony Ingruber because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. uh, he just he before. just nails it, and I like I like being given the old magic. I I I, mm. I don't go along with this Hollywood thing of oh, it's got to be new and fresh and. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid of losing my job, so I got to make the right decision and not do, uh, you know, the imitation thing. Uh, right. You know, I mean, you know, what if Jim Carrey didn't, you know, look like uh, 
what's his face? A man in the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy mm-hmm. Kaufman. What if he didn't yeah. look like Andy Kaufman? What if yeah. they decided, oh, we don't want him to look like Andy Kaufman. He's just the essence. No, it's got to be Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jim Carrey inhabited that and gave us Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey was nowhere in the room. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Anthony Ingruber, that's not Anthony Ingruber when he walks in the room. That's young 25-year-old Harrison Ford we're getting. Yeah. And I really wanted to see that, you know, with a few million bucks behind it. Yeah, it would yeah. have, It would have been beautiful. Um, and, and, and it would have gave me those warm fuzzies of, oh, I remember this place because... Here's young Harrison Ford. Uh, Many people agree with you on this one. Many, many do. Now, why didn't it do well at the box office? I have been hearing, quote unquote, um, that that a lot of the backlash, a lot of people refused to see it uh, because of Last Jedi. And a lot of people were so disenamored with Star Wars after Last Jedi, they just kind of dropped it. They said, well, if they're not backing me up anymore, I I, I don't think I can back them up anymore. Or Mm -hmm. I feel silly backing this thing up that no one else is taking seriously. Or if Lucasfilm and Disney isn't taking this seriously, why am I? Yeah. You know, why am I that vested in this thing that I love so much? If they don't love it, then I guess I shouldn't either, because in five years, this thing is going to be just as bad as the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And that's bad. And that's bad. So bad. Just, ugh. And then what we're seeing with Marvel (laughs) and all all of the, oh my gosh, the Avengers, the bringing everybody in in one film where it's nothing but nonstop action. Oh my God. Um, No, I'd hate to see the whole myth of Star Wars being forgotten. There's no question about that. And I really hope that J.J. Abrams can bring us back to that place where we're all hopeful where we're all looking to Ray to be, you know, the next next hope in the in the line of the Jedi. And um and Kylo Ren I think is re- a very interesting character. I can't wait to see where he takes this and and I hope the story can get back on track. I really do for the sake of all of us. Now, for you, you've been doing some Han Solo voiceovers. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh well, well, uh, there's a few other uh filmmakers out there in in YouTube land uh that have seen our our film and uh, they try and get a hold of me and say hey man i'm working on this project and we need a we're i need a hand solo voice and and you're the guy can you please do this and i would record a few lines for them and they would insert it into their film and these are usually like um there's these guys that that uh get on headsets with like 20 friends and everyone's a different character on battlefront and they walk around on battlefront and they they act out these stories, but they're doing it through their joysticks from all over the world. You know, they're not really? in the same room together. And there's one guy on a headset directing them all where to go. You know, it, it, it's 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 it sounds harder than what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, but, it, does. it does. But but on the game, they take away all the the periphery information that you see on the sides and everything, so it looks more like a movie. And you know, one guy is a stormtrooper, and he's supposed to run around and follow the other guys and. And um, then uh, when two characters get together, they talk a little bit. And that's where the voiceover stuff comes in. And um, uh, so guys like that uh, asked me to do that. Also, uh, there's another – that's uh, Fanboy Features for anyone that's looking for that. And also Scoundrels Cantina, which uh, is a couple of guys that do uh, factoids about Star Wars. And they have like 600,000 subscribers or something ridiculous like that. And they do these like hour-long um, fact-based uh, things about the myth and canon of Star Wars. Like, did you know this? Did you know that? Here's 
how this happened and where this story came from and and they're extremely detailed and they did one on Han Solo uh, where he came from where he's going and where he's been and all that kind of stuff and it was like 20 minutes long and they asked me to do the voiceover for it so they sent me like 20 pages of stuff I love <laughs> that, it. that I had to read through. Can you give us a couple lines? Just give us a little oh. Harrison Ford moment. Well, the thing is, it's it's easy to do with just a couple of sentences, but to read like 20 pages of this and keep it consistent, keep it that, consistent. that's yeah, hard. Yeah. That's the real trick. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I see you have a couple of things here. So, <laughs> I mean, there there's, there's mid-age Harrison Ford and there's old Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, I like mid-age. Yeah, so do myself. I. So do I. Um, and uh, hmm, I'm not really seeing any stuff here. Um, got you, you have one in mind? Oh, I love the don't get cocky moment. When they're fighting off the TIE fighters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, that's just one line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not enough for you. <laughs> Great, kid. Don't get cocky. Yep. You know, I mean, just... You've got it. You've got that inflection. Stuff I love like that. it. I love it. I love it. You know, the other thing I loved is the fact that you used your two girls, your two baby girls in, in your, your films. Well, it's their fault. <laughs> they wanted to play with the green screen, so <laughs> it's like, okay, you're going to do the work. You know, get get ready. It's like know. they've got the coolest dad in the world. And well, you're like, I, okay, I let's start making costumes, so. you know. You go, out, you go to Comic-Con and, and you go to Pennsylvania to find Chewbacca, as we talked about before. I loved this. And going out to Las Vegas to shoot. And, oh, my gosh, you've got it all. You've got it all going. I'm trying. Are the I'm girls trying. still involved? Are they, they really want to Yeah. Um, we're, we're thinking in the next episode we might have to kill off one of the daughters we're not sure no yeah why i don't know to drive the story yeah. <laughs> one of those moments that's gonna we're gonna wear forever oh my you know, god um have you got any cute animals do you have um, any do you have any cute animals like you know this this meerkat in a bb8 yet. that a explains how bb8 works it's just full of <laughs> meerkats you know <laughs> Our listeners don't realize I've got a, a meerkat here in a BB-8 costume. Believe it or not, a meerkat. It's a British. Meerkat. Yeah, that's all we need to say. That just covers all that. That takes care of that. <laughs> but if you kill off one of the daughters, oh, my God. It's just an idea I'm playing with. I don't, I don't know if I want to get that serious, you know, because I'm trying to keep this lighthearted, you know. But... but but Han is like, you know, to the core, he's so human. I mean, how will he cope with the loss? Well, but, I mean, that's the thing, you know. At, at the core, he's a good guy, but he doesn't trust anybody either, you know. Mm. And and he's had several reasons not to trust anybody, the character. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, in our story that we're continuing, they're, you know, making deals with different fractions of the broken up empire to kind of come back into the fold of the republic mm-hmm. and stop harassing people and, you know, give up, all, you know, your, your control of all your you know, destructive weapons and stop enslaving people and, you know, start working for us again and be nice. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when that when that backfires or, or, you know, someone says, okay and then double crosses them, you know, I mean, usually a battle ensues and, you know, people get killed, you know, with lasers and whatnot flying around. So um, in some movies, but (laughs) but um, but, uh, you know, that's that's I think uh, was a good lesson from Rogue One, you know. Um, Star Wars, and I think we mentioned this earlier that Star Wars was just this fun space romp, and 
you know, nobody really gets hurt, um, minus, you know, the older gentleman. But um, in, in Rogue One, everybody dies. And, everybody and dies. if you and walk if you walk out to where people are shooting at each other, you might get hit. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, that heroism kind of, kind of you know, uh, goes by the wayside, you know, when, when you're eliminated so easily because, you know, it's not a safe place to be. And Rogue One made it look like, you know, like the Civil War, a dirty, disgusting, yucky place to be where people are awful and yeah. things are really, really bad, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live there. No, um, but they did die for a reason, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was so and it was so great the way they, they knitted together at the end. Mm-hmm. I loved that aspect. Yeah, I, I mean, really it, it, it was a wonderful movie, but just the, 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 the world they were living in was not a pleasant place to be. Mm-hmm. Where Star Wars didn't look all that bad. Yeah. You know, look yeah. boring, actually. And then yeah. he gets to go on an adventure. Well, that's fun. You know? and, and so we've heard about the Obi-Wan Kenobi film. Yeah. That maybe has been shelved for a little while. Well, I mean, everybody, all the executives get nervous when money starts coming off the table and it just might be their fault. Yeah. You know, because their, their okay. jobs go bye-bye if, if uh, they screw up, you know. Um, I mean, at least that's how it's depicted in the movies, but... Um, Forgetting those folks from a guy in the business, it has to be true. Yeah. But on, on that level, you know, where you're more of a marketing executive than anything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you make a bad decision and you lose the company a lot, of, a lot of money they were expecting to get, mm-hmm. you're you're not going to be working there much longer. And these guys are paranoid, so they usually do a broad stroke, um, you know, to cover their cover their butt, so to speak. Oh, my gosh. Matt Mickelson, is so much fun to have you here all the time. And um, I'll, I'll just let you pet my meerkat again before you go. <laughs> For good luck. <laughs> can, you, can you put it in different outfits? <laughs> <laughs> we probably can. we get him in a Chewbacca next. So that would be very confusing because he's a furry animal wearing a furry animal. <laughs> there you go. We've got to have you back regularly. I, I love having you back here. We can talk about film. We can talk about the legacy of Star Wars, the myth we need to follow. Thank you so much for being with us on Center Stage. Is the Force going to be with us for the rest of the day? It better be. It better be. Do <laughs> you want to give us a Harrison Ford quote to, to uh, close with? That's not how the Force works. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, people. And this is Pamela Coon. And the curtain is now down on Center Stage.